0: Welcome to Previously On Succession, a podcast series designed to help you through the fantastic story of the Roy Empire. I'm Katie Punkrick. Season 2, Episode 4, Safe Room. Kendall Roy makes his way up a deserted stairwell in the Waystar building and leaves a voicemail with Rhea Jarrell from PGM, saying he hopes to connect with her soon. Shiv is in a car with Tom, heading for day one in the family business. Tom bigs up a TV anchor in the company called Mark Ravenhead, but Shiv challenges this after video footage of him at a fascist conference surfaced. Tom defends him. Who wasn't a bit salty when they were 21? They're met at the office by a gathering of protesters, angry about the potential sacking of Ravenhead. Shiv tells Tom she can't wait to start cleaning up around the place. Another family member destined for day one is Roman. He arrives at the Waystar Management training course, dressed suitably low key and inconspicuous. A welcome video plays. Logan talks from the screen, then Kendall. Roman watches as he too briefly appears on screen but Caesar's part has been cut before his lines are delivered like Mike Wachowski in Monsters, Inc. Shiv is talking to Logan when Kendall enters with his dad's meds. He questions Shiv's presence, but both play it down. Kendall isn't buying it. Roman is now dressed as a giant turkey in the Waystar theme park when a married couple approaches for a photo. Roman tells the man his wife needs satisfaction that he is obviously not currently providing, drops a fuck yourselves before leaving the bemused couple and merrily clucking off. Tom enters the boardroom for a meeting and finds Shiv waiting with the notebook. She tells everyone to just ignore her. Outside the room, Kendall tells Logan and Frank that Rhea has been in touch and they got her. Back in the boardroom, the first point is Mark Ravenhead and his fascist tendencies. Tom suggests weathering the storm, but Jerry points out he got married at Eagle's Nest, Hitler's Bavarian retreat. Logan tells Tom to find out exactly what he is. Greg walks into Tom's office to find him using a man named Jonah as a footstool, because he lost a bet. Tom invites Greg to take a turn, which... An uncertain Greg does before revealing he found out Ravenhead named his dog Blondie after Hitler's pooch. Tom admits defeat and states Ravenhead is gone, as Nazis are terrible, right? Shiv is with Jerry when Jess places a message with Jerry. Shiv is curious and works out that it's something involving Kendall. Jerry admits Ken has been caught shoplifting, and they're now running damage control. Jerry admits Ken has been caught shoplifting, and they're now running damage control. Shiv asks how many lives her brother has. Rhea Jarrell, Pierce CEO, arrives, driving past the protesters in the streets, and is welcomed by Kendall, who then takes her straight to his dad's office. Right from the get go, Rhea tells them she knows he's keen to purchase PGM and that she has a message from the family Pierce a nuanced and objective fuck off. Logan smiles and asks her what they want, adding that he wants Pierce, but it has to be fast. Rhea, however, plays it very cool, and gives little else away. In the theme park, Roman finds himself talking to a man called Brian, who describes himself as an enigma. Rome introduces himself as Ron Rockstone. They are paired in a management exercise. Brian, keen to impress. Roman, a.k.a. Ron, less so. Back at ATN, Tom meets with Mark Ravenhead and questions him over his seemingly Nazi-like tendencies. Mark calls bullshit, saying it's all coincidence. The question session is interrupted by a sudden bang, and the word shooter ring around the office space. A man rushes Tom and crew to a safe room as an alarm sounds through the building. Once inside, the talk is panicked as speculation airs about a shooter roaming the building. Tom calls Shiv, saying he thinks they might be coming for him as head of ATN to decapitate him. Who said that, asks a frantic Greg. Shiv tells Tom she's on the way to the panic room. Less worried is Kendall. He's back on the rooftop overlooking much of New York. He leans down and looks at the city streets far below. Meanwhile, Shiv enters the panic room but finds only Logan and Colin there. She asks where Tom is. Tom gets a call from Shiv. There's two panic rooms, asks Tom, telling the security guard he thinks he's in the wrong panic room. He asks who else is there, but Shiv has to go when Jerry enters, leaving Tom to declare they got the shit room. Greg agrees that their safe room doesn't feel all that safe. He then begins to highlight all the room's various flaws, of which there are many. In the real panic room, Rhea joins the gathered important people. A news piece is running about the shooter. They all watch. Away from the shitty panic room, Connor and Willa are at the funeral of Mo. They meet his grieving widow. "I heard Mo was a great guy," says Willa, much to the confusion of said widow. "Mo?" she asks. Connor quickly steps in and pulls Willa away. He tells Willa that the dead guy's name is not Mo, it's Lester, but they called him Mo as it was short for Mo Lester. Was he one? asks Willa, to which Connor replies, Oh, God, no, before reeling off a few of Moe's nicknames, such as Old Mr. Fiddlesticks, Uncle Meat Hands, and how Logan wouldn't let them in the pool with him. Oh. Back to management training, and Brian takes the stage with his and Roman's work. A man bursts in, and because of the possible attack at Waystar, whisks Roman away. Cover blown. In the shittiest panic room in New York, they watch the news report. Sid is talking live from the scene, which Tom says makes him look like a coward hiding in a closet. You ran pretty quick, says Greg. Well, you ran pretty fucking quick, too, Tom fires back. Greg shakes his head. I was just behind you. Word comes that they're probably in the clear. As they wait, Greg asks how Tom would feel if he was to leave. As they wait... Greg asks how Tom would feel if he were to leave ATN and go to another department. But Greg points out that the human footstool, verbal and physical assaults, Nazi stuff, and now shooters, means he doesn't really love it. He tells Tom they could have a business open relationship. Tom breathes deep, trying to contain his emotions. He fails miserably and begins to throw bottled water at Greg in a momentary meltdown. Greg reveals the shooter was actually an employee suicide. Still holed up in the safe room, Rhea is finding it increasingly difficult to explain her absence. Logan states they will offer the Pierce family $21 billion. Rhea states it's not about the money. Twenty-one dollars says Kendall, to Shiv's annoyance. Kendall keeps going. Rhea appears to be getting her head, and Shiv tries for input, but is beaten back by Logan. billion is on the table if Rhea can deliver. Back at management camp, Brian meets Roman in his own safe room to reveal they won the management task. Roman is unimpressed, believing it was only because he was a Roy. At the funeral, Connor talks about delivering the eulogy, including the inspired line, Lester touched all of us. Tom apologizes to Greg for the bottle attack. Greg talks about moving on again and plays his trump card. He has leverage over Tom. He kept some of the paperwork from the pit of death files from Cruises. Are you asking if you can blackmail me? Asks an impressed Tom. He tells Greg he accepts the blackmail and will accelerate him. New title, better money, nice office. Greg is happy and Tom is laughing. Where are those papers? He asks. I'll never tell. Smiles Greg. Willa rewrites Connor's speech into a far simpler few lines that are less likely to land him in a world of pain by association. It is actually a pretty terrible speech and weirdly brilliant. When a man dies, it is sad. All of us will die one day. In this case, it is Lester who has done so. Lester was alive for 78 years, but no more now. He is dead. Lester's wife is Maria. They were married for 15 years now. She is sad. Marvelous stuff. Awful, horrible, marvelous stuff. Rhea says her goodbyes to the Roys, telling her she will pass on the big number to the Pierce family. Before she leaves, she suggests a peace offering would be a smart move, too. Logan pats Kendall on the back, telling him good work. He then offers Shiv a half-smile and walks on. That night, Roman calls Tabitha and tries his hand at phone sex. It's dreadful. He hangs up and calls Jerry. He lies on the bed as Jerry berates him. He begins to pleasure himself. Jerry hears and starts calling him names. You disgusting little pig. Roman gets more turned on, and, well, Jerry seems pretty cool with it, too. Another succession odd couple is born. Shiv talks to Kendall, asking ask him what the fuck is going on with him and Dad and their newfound bond in the office. Is Ken blackmailing him? Ken says they're just in a good place, but she should ask their dad about it. Ken asks for a hug and begins to sob into his sister's shoulder. He asks her again to take care of him because if their dad doesn't need him right now, he fears he would be lost again. The next morning dawns. Ken is again on top of the building. He looks at the newly erected towering glass safety fence to stop potential suicides. He rests his head against it, looking... All the way down. I hope this was useful. If you need any more help, all episodes of Previously On Succession are now live. Just search in the Previously On feed. And don't forget, once season three airs, we'll have a weekly discussion episode hosted by Jamie East, along with some very special guests, which will go out the following morning. Thanks for listening. Thank you.
1: Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Confidence starts with loving who you are.